Working Interferences is intended for mature audiences. Since the hosts never grew up, someone needs to be the adult. Welcome to Working Interferences with Josh and Lance, the dental advice podcast for the average dentist. Here is Josh and Lance. Bros, what is up? Welcome to the Working Interferences Podcast, a dental advice show. I'm Josh Waston. And I am Lance Timmerman. Lance, we've been teasing it for, I don't know, three months now. Um, yeah? You went to a concert. I did. Last weekend. Despite the coronavirus, <clears throat> you went to a large crowd. I said, fuck you, coronavirus. And you're still alive? Well, ish. <laughs> <laughs> on the outside, not in the end. We know you're dead uh-huh. inside. I, I died inside 15 years ago. So yeah, yeah. right. I feel you. <laughs> um, who did you go see in concert? I went to go see Keen. Ooh. So Big we had teased this topic a while back. Uh huh. That you were going to do a hottest take. <laughs> uh huh. I suck at the, those things. The Keen is better than <laughs> than the Coldplay. I uh, yeah. I actually so, did some research on it and had notes and things and it, but still was just kind of, uh, cause it's, it's, it's hard. I don't know. I'm not good with hot takes apparently because I like data and, um, well, you know, so that's, that's the thing. It's music. It doesn't need data. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me, why do you like Keen? The floor is yours. Why do you like Keen better than Coldplay? I, from the day one, from their very first release, I think uh, Somewhere Only We Know is probably what I first heard. But the whole Hopes and Fears album was was great. It was different than the rest of the music that was coming out at the time. You know, uh, whether it be guitar rock or trying to rehash alternative and things. It, it's it's piano driven. It's a, it's a more mellow type of a music, but it still can have a, a rock sound to it. Um, and then it seemed it always seemed to be something that you know speaks to you. Um, at that, that moment, there's there's one album, Strangeland came out when I was on a flight to, uh, well, actually, Iron Sea was, uh, see, that would be 2006. I, uh, I, I've I been known to go travel solo. Uh, sometimes the schedules just don't work out, but I still find a way to, to, to just go. So I went to Europe one time, just myself. The, I think I was following the Tour de France that, that time. And... Uh, you know, at the time they didn't have Bluetooth, and so I'd buy an album at the airport or a CD at the airport so that I would just crank in the uh, in the car the whole time. And then by the time you're done, um, it, you 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 can sing along to every single song. Now, have you ever done like a week long vacation just by yourself? No, it's weird at first, but okay. after it's, it's lonely. Like the, the first day is kind of lonely. It, you, it's just awkward. You don't have the person to, to talk to and, and, and things. But after about a day of that, you start to kind of like, I mean, you go to a museum and when I'm done looking at a painting, um, 
I get to just leave. Yeah. Um, I, I found it was it was almost it. I don't know if cathartic is the right word, but I'm in a traffic jam in Antwerp, and I'm getting mad at the traffic, and then I realized, wait, I have nowhere to be. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not in a rush. Sure. Right. I'm just kind why, of, yeah. Why am I upset at this traffic? Yeah. So you just turn up Keen a little louder and try to sing along with this new new song and and stuff. And so I, I think over the years of all the travel I've done, I think Keen has been consistently what I would listen to on an airplane. And uh, now it's to the point. Even my daughters have all become big Keen fans. And I was actually when I bought the tickets six months ago, uh, I was hoping that my daughters are going to be able to come home for the weekend and go to Keene with me. But it, this is, uh, I, I'm not good with the math and this is finals week and uh, right. but really bad time to be uh, heading back home for a weekend. Yeah, sure. So from, from an outsider perspective, uh huh. Um, it, it always seems to me that Keene is, is 20% edgier than Coldplay. Okay. Now, by edgier, I don't know if that means like their their riffs are are edgier, that the tempo is a little. I don't know what it is that, but it just seems like Coldplay is a hair more mainstream and a hair more um, like something that they would have on at least the early stuff. So I'm talking about uh-huh. like cold uh, was a rush of blood to the head is what like 2002 maybe yeah something like that parachutes was uh yeah parachutes yeah Yeah. parachutes is 2000 so like that early coldplay x x and y i think is probably 2006 maybe Uh uh-huh that all seems like stuff that would play at your mom's salon like while she's getting her (laughs) hair done right Uh like yeah like or you would be you'd hear it in line at a bank Right, you would hear uh-huh. yellow in line at a bank and like, oh yeah, whatever. Right, or clocks. Right, uh-huh. and, and Keen doesn't seem like even though like some, you know, someplace we go or whatever that that one that you mentioned. Uh-huh. I mean, that song kind of fits in that, but I just don't feel like you'd ever hear it there. It hasn't. Keen doesn't have that mainstream vibe, and so yeah, there's something about that in music that's sort of like the old edge lord. Kind of, oh, they were a lot cooler when no one else knew about them. You oh, know what I mean? Like sure. that sort of feeling. And yeah. I think Keen still has a little bit of that. That Coldplay straight up does not have. Like played the Super Bowl halftime show. Mm-hmm. That does not exist anymore. Right, right. Yeah, I would agree. I, I also feel like Coldplay loses points based on Chris Martin and Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> and the fact that like Maybe. she's releasing candles that smell like her vagina. Like that, it just... <laughs> Yeah, that should have n- no impact on Coldplay's <laughs> music whatsoever, but it does. Yeah, like it, it does. absolutely does. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I just, I don't like. I feel so. I went to the Baseball Hall of Fame this yes. weekend in, in Cooperstown this past weekend. Yeah, and uh, it was great. And I remember standing in front of Mike Schmidt's plaque. Okay, which is you, you'll get. It's going to be circuitous, but I'll get there. Okay. Mike Schmidt, um, third baseman for the Phillies, probably retired in what, 86 maybe? Yeah, something like that. Somewhere in there, mid-80s, it seems Mm -hmm. like. Um, I would say generally considered to be the greatest third baseman of all time. Okay. However, 
I like Adrian Beltre better. <laughs> I think Adrian Beltre is a better third baseman. Okay. Part of it's because I like Adrian Beltre better. Uh-huh. Adrian Beltre has 3,000 hits. I don't know if Schmidt has 3,000 hits, but Schmidt has 500 home runs and Adrian Beltre does not. He has like 480 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like Adrian Beltre was a funner player to watch every day. And he had won multiple gold, gold gloves and all that stuff. But the, the issue is, is that if I went on a baseball message board uh-huh. and said, I think Adrian Beltre is better than Mike Schmidt, I'd get roasted. Because people would pull out all of like the upper level analytics. Oh well, yeah, war is so stat right. driven. Yeah. Wins against replacement, xFIP, BABIP, yeah. um, xWAR, fWAR. I mean, all of these crazy d- statistics. Yeah, and it's like it's gotten so analytical. It's kind of not that much fun. Yeah. You know, it's not as much fun. So Schmidt has 2,200 hits. Okay. Beltre has 1,000 more hits than Schmidt. Wow. Beltre has a higher lifetime batting average, but Schmidt has about 50 more home runs. Um, I, I, I just, I, and I think I, I would just rather watch Adrian Beltre play. I, I know that's, you know, it like, and so Keen is your Adrian Beltre. Yeah. And Mike Schmidt's Coldplay. But the cool thing about music is, is there's none of that other garbage. So you you sent me a message and you said, "Well, the analytics don't really stack up for for uh-huh. Keen over Coldplay." It's like, right. what are we like? Are we looking at record sales? <laughs> it's yeah, like, that, no, like Coldplay's played that. the Super Bowl, of co- like of course, right? right? So then, what's the next thing you could look at? Like Grammys? Who cares about the Grammys? Like, when was the last time the Grammys like? Got anything uh, right? Like meant anything or with Millie Vanilli? Yeah, Den- yeah. Dennis Miller has this great <laughs> joke where he's like, "What year are the Grammys picking from?" Because it's like, and the best record for 2017 is everybody was kung fu fighting. Like the music that they give awards to was that was not like three years ago at this yeah. year's Grammys. Seems so like so. Yeah. There's no, you know, that's the cool thing about music is that there's no like statistical garbage that you could. That you know that that yeah. that would prove something one way or another. It's all about feel, and so yeah. if you feel that Keen's better than Coldplay, ride that train, brother. Yeah, and it just means more. It represents different times in my life. It's, it's you know common songs. Let's see, Crystal Ball. my oldest daughter's favorite song and that was off of um, under the iron sea and it's, it's cool that we saw them at bumper shoot um a seattle music festival uh three-day labor day weekend kind of thing and they came and we were there and when that song finally came on you know she looked at me i looked at her and we both cheered and got to sing along with it so that we just have so much of their uh music is uh has meaning or represents a time of my life that's the important thing, and so it's yeah. like you were like, oh, I don't know if I can make the uh, make the analytics argument. You don't have to make an analytics <laughs> argument. That's the best part about it. Yeah, that's the best part about it. I'm looking at Mike Schmidt's stats here: 548 <laughs> home runs for Mike Schmidt. Uh-huh. Adrian Beltre had 477. Lifetime batting average for Schmidt: 267. Lifetime batting average for Adrian Beltre: uh, 286. Um, career hits for Beltre, 3166. Career hits for Schmidt, 2234. 
Um, they played the same number of seasons. I take that back. Adrian Beltre played two extra seasons, but one of those he only played 50 games in. So that doesn't really, you know, it's not, that's not a ton. Um, let's look at some extended stats here. Let me find war. War stands for wins against replacement. Uh-huh. Um, I'm trying to find that on here. Uh, where is war? Okay. Adrian Beltre, Mike Schmidt's war is 91.8. Adrian Beltre's war is 71.5. So see, if I took that to a, a, a baseball message board and said that Beltre was better than Schmidt, that's, they would throw that out and then it would be game over. But that's right. the cool thing. You know, I'm, I'm glad yeah. that, that you have that emotional connection to Keen. So how were they live? Oh, fantastic. They just, it was great. What was great about it, I'd seen them in a, in a much larger venue before, but this time it was the show box near Pike Place Market is a smaller venue, but uh, recently declared a historical landmark because they were someone bought it, was going to tear it down, and it got protected. Um, there is no bad place in the show box. It, and nice. It, it's, it was great. You, you felt close, um, close enough to, you know, you, you were sharing the same area with them and um, just put on a great show. They, they know how to make the most of their, their time. The Showbox. Good name for Jenna Jameson's vagina. <laughs> I think that is her nickname, actually. I've got a, uh, I got a new game for you, Lance. Okay. It's called Am I the Asshole? <laughs> I think I know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to throw you a curveball because I don't think I am, but I want to okay. know. All right. So, uh, 4.30 afternoon today, 4.30 okay. p.m. All right. Um, some, uh, one of the other tenants in my building walks in and asks to speak to my office manager. This tenant is a restaurant and bar. They're on the end. They're in cap in my building. Okay. Um, and they're fine. They're fine. Okay. I have n- zero relationship with them because I don't have to. Okay. This person, uh, who I guess is the one of the owners and managers, came up and said, um, "We're we're doing a renovation, um, and we are turning the water off to the building tomorrow morning from nine a.m. until noon." <laughs> okay. Not can we turn right. the water off tomorrow uh-huh. between nine and noon? It's we are. Uh huh. Deal with it. Huh. When my office manager came and told me that, the first thing I did was look at the schedule, and which, you know, it's uh-huh. t- 14 hours notice or whatever. Yeah. Um, I've got like four crowns scheduled, hygiene is full, and there's like a couple other procedures here and there, like thrown in between, like during temporization time and stuff like uh-huh. that. And so I'm left, first off, during a coronavirus outrage where we have to watch our hands 574 times a day. Uh-huh. Um, am I going to just drop my schedule for the morning and drop five grand off my schedule because they told me they are going to do that without asking me or without yeah. like trying to coordinate this? Yeah, I'd be telling my office manager, hold my beer. Yeah, so am I the asshole for calling and... Um, sternly wording my disagreement with their plan. Am I the asshole? Fuck no. I didn't think so. No. So I call this this woman, and she starts giving me all these excuses about all these problems they have. Like, listen, lady, 
None of those are my problem. I'm happy to work with you, but you need to give me some notice. I've got a sedation patient scheduled who's like got somebody had to like line somebody up to drive them. And, you know, like there's there's more like it's not just like, oh, it's okay. I'll do your nails later. That's not what this is. You, this is a medical professional facility. We can't just at at the whim at your whim turn our turn our water off. Um, so she was combative and and saying that I needed to take it up with the landlord. So I didn't call the landlord. I just called my attorney. <laughs> yeah, and my attorney called her, and I'm not sure what my attorney said. Um, but I think the fact that I think all he had to say was, "This is Glenn Janik." the attorney representing Josh Waston. And I think everything was done then. Yeah. So she comes back about 30 minutes later and she says, I guess we're just going to have to do it at five then. Like, yeah, I guess you are. <laughs> I guess you are. She's like, well, that makes it hard on the other, bo- the other restaurant in the building. It's like, well, I mean, there's seven thirty in the morning. Like there's plenty of time. Like there's lunchtime. There are times yeah. when we could work this out. Yeah. However, you can't just roll up on me the day before and say, oh, by the way, you're going to have no water tomorrow. That's no, 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 no. So am I the asshole? No. Would you have done the same thing? Oh, ballistically. Okay. All right. (laughs) I'm glad it wasn't just me. No. Because I, and, and the hair salon that's in my building as well is where I get Uh my haircut. Okay. Um, And I'm friends with the guy. uh, And so I call him uh, and I was like, Mauricio, what's going on? And he's like, did they come and talk to you from Pix? That's like, yeah, yeah, they came and talked to me from Pix. He's like, I have six cut and colors booked tomorrow morning, and I am not going to reschedule those people. It's like, Mauricio, I got you. Yeah. I got my attorney on it. So um, it was like several of us that were upset. They're like, you keep, you need to give wow. us more notice than yeah. that. So you think? I'm glad I'm not the only asshole. No, no. D- that was at the end of what was already a day, and <laughs> <laughs> like to throw that on top of it. Yeah. Oh my God! So uh, I look forward to playing more. Am I the asshole with you? All right, cool. <laughs> I think I will get the high score. Lance, this is an <laughs> advice show. Yeah, <laughs> that's my favorite one you've ever done. <laughs> we answer your questions. We answer questions we find on all those neat little dental Facebook groups. We answer questions from Reddit. Reddit. We strive to tell dentists and dental team members their own unique brand advice. So please, we need your questions. They are the sustenance we crave. You can submit your questions to workinginterferences at gmail.com. No, we don't want just any question. Do we, Lance? Fuck no. We don't want a bunch of boring questions like, what's the best English band? Because we all know that the Spice Girls are the greatest <laughs> British band ever. We want the questions that Gordon Christensen cannot answer. If you're going to be my lover, you got to get with my friends, Lance. Damn straight. What do you think? What do you think Gordon's favorite Spice Girl song is, or who do you think is Gordon's favorite Spice Girl? That's probably a better way to put it. Uh, Ginger. You think Ginger? He's. It's definitely not Sporty Spice. I feel. Yeah, we got. I would agree wait, with that. wait. No, which one was Sporty? Uh, oh, she, she was kind of that Cockney, uh, dark-haired girl. Who are Who are this? Uh, no, it's scary. definitely not Scary Spice. Scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Gordon. Gordon. <laughs> I don't I mean, want to say anything more. Ba- but baby Spice. Uh, I think Gordon would be a Baby Spice. You think Baby? Isn't yeah, yeah. kind of a ginger? So go with ginger. I I, I don't, don't know. know if we can make that know. assessment at this point, Lance. I really can't. No. Who, what's the other one? What What was the one that uh, Victoria Beckham was? Uh, posh. Posh. Oh, yeah. 
I don't think he would like Posh Spice. No, no. Uh, yeah, I, it's either Ginger or Baby. Yeah. Who's the other one? That's Sporty. Sporty, yeah. Okay, wow. I'm looking at her <laughs> Wikipedia. Her name is Melanie Jane Chisholm, and oh. she has guns. I'm Mel- looking at Melanie Chisholm? Ch- <laughs> <laughs> Melanie wow. Chisholm. Oh, oh, okay. And her Wikipedia picture has... It's she's singing in a shirtless or in a <laughs> not a shirtless <laughs> in a sleeveless shirt. Oh, and she has got a a a uh, a cross tattooed on her bicep. She is ripped, Lance. She's got guns. Okay. She's got pythons. She has. She's ripped. Oh my god! And on the other end, on the other arm, she's got like a barbed wire tattoo around it. So we're really pushing nineties here, pretty hard between yeah. one of the Spice Girls with a barbed wire tattoo around her her bicep. But I'm looking. There's nice like I'm seeing brachialis. I'm seeing biceps. Huh. I'm seeing wow. triceps. I'm seeing uh, a lot of anterior deltoid. I'm seeing some posterior deltoid. Go- Homegirl is ripped. There's no way that Gordon would be into that. No, I no, think he's fearful. absolutely into baby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's he, okay. Gordon's into baby spice. Okay. A hundred percent. All righty. Um, Reddit, uh, question one, Reddit user Liam Tuohy asks, am I stupid? <laughs> <laughs> I've never liked brushing my teeth. I don't have a high sugar diet. I don't drink sodas, eat candy, etc." I am currently 23 and my teeth are yellowish but look fine to me with no visible corruption. But the expiation, I don't know what word that's supposed to be. Uh, exception? Of a exception? Oh, but the exception, yeah. yeah. Of a cavity on one molar. I made a plan when I was 14 that I'm going to stop brushing my teeth. They are going to decay and fall out, slash need removing around 27, slash 30-ish. And at that point, I'll just get permanent dentures. I had no idea that it would cost around twenty to $50,000 to get my teeth removed and replaced with implanted fake ones. Is it stupid to plan this out? I feel as if manufactured teeth could be better than normal teeth. When I made the calculations, it was something like spend two months of your life brushing your teeth not including flossing, mouthwashing, etc., dentist appointments, buying the supplies, worrying about it, etc. So if I make 10k a month, it isn't worth my time to brush my teeth if the cost is 20k. Why not just replace your teeth with fake ones? Lance says he's stupid. Damn straight he's stupid. <laughs> this is the asshole that lo- like hoards toilet paper from Costco when the coronavirus comes out. Right, and has no GI side effects whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. First yeah. off, get if you just had a total washlet or a bidet, you wouldn't have this problem. Exactly. I, was, I, I had this conversation with Andrew. I was like, as long as we got power, we fine. Uh-huh. Now, yeah. here's the deal. We don't have power. That's a problem. Yeah, I, I will uh, admit there's a weakness to the plan. However, yeah. um, it's better than toilet paper. Um, yeah. I, he... Now, this is episode has already, we've already talked a lot about analytics. He seemed to have put pen to paper about how much time he would spend in his life. Yeah. And that his time is more valuable. Yeah. And what a waste of time this guy has spent figuring all that out. I mean, what he, 
He did not factor in any of the time that would be invested on the other end of it, where if he didn't do anything, it's not like he just snaps his fingers and everything is done. He's investing right. hours and hours and hours and hours into having the treatment done. Well, it's like saying that, well, you spend a third of your, your life uh, asleep. So I... That Let's just not sleep anymore. I'm going to stay right. awake. Well, dumbass. Yeah, that, that it doesn't exactly go like that. No, no. I mean, and also think about the... the you know, your teeth don't just suddenly say, okay, I'm done. So they're going to hurt for a while as it degrades and deteriorates. Right. And I, I, I think what he doesn't understand is sort of the, the restorative dilemmas that you can fall into where you have some non-restorable teeth and some that are, and how do you uh-huh. handle that? And yeah. like even like platform levels of implants that would be different for a single tooth versus a full arch. Exactly. And he's assuming that once you get implants, there's no maintenance whatsoever, which we all know. Yeah. Yeah, those last forever. Right. Is that if you get if you get an all on four when you're quote unquote twenty seven dash thirty ish, uh-huh, that that's not gonna be the only prosthetic you're ever gonna need. You're probably gonna need four or five prosthetics. Yep. And what happens when an implant fails and yada yada yada. Exactly. So I think this is one of those <sighs> I'm trying to think of an example of like some Okay, here's a really good example. Do you, uh-huh. <laughs> this is a Simpsons reference. Okay. Um, there was a Simpsons episode where um, th- the kids were at school and uh, there was a big snowstorm and they were caught at school and they couldn't get out. Do you remember this episode? No. It was kind of a Christmas episode, but mm. not full-on Christmas. It was, it was Christmas-ish. Okay. Um, and so at some point, Skinner gets caught in like a snow drift. And the kids have run to the school. And they pull out his personnel record. And they're looking at how much money he makes. And they're like, wow, $24,000 a year. <laughs> and then so like one of them does the math. It was like, he's 44 years old. That means that he's made uh, over a million dollars. Wow, he's a millionaire. <laughs> and then Skinner says, I wasn't a principal when I was born. Because <laughs> like, and to those nine-year-old kids doing yeah. that math, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because they don't understand anything. Yeah. That's what this guy is doing. That, is He's doing fits. like a nine-year-old... Oh my God, $24,000 is the most money you could ever make in a year, math. That's like right. it. Yeah. That's insane. Now, here, I'm going to throw you a curveball, Lance. Of course. How do you feel about Liberty? She's really pretty. <laughs> I mean, the, not the, Lady the stripper, Liberty. Uh, the, no, not, the, not her. Not oh. Lady Liberty. She, oh. Would she be considered plus size? <laughs> I mean, she's like seventy so. feet. Yeah. No, how tall? How tall is she? One hundred fifty feet. Sure. How tall is the statue? She's Liberty? French. She's Rubenesque. There we go. Let's. I'm looking it up because now I have to know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, how tall is the Statue of Liberty? Three hundred five feet. Oh, all right. That's from the ground. To the tip of the flame, so. I don't oh, know. really? So it's not so the. So that's on the pedestal. the pedestal. Okay. Yeah, so I'm guessing the pedestal's about. So I'm guessing 150, 140, something like that. Okay. 140 feet, 
something. Um, no, I mean liberty as a concept. Okay. I, I'm a the fan. concept of I'm liberty. a fan of, absolutely, yeah. So does this guy have the liberty to be able to do this? Oh, yeah. For sure. You can, you can neglect yourself all you want. I, I 100% agree with that. Now, here's the thing, though. If this guy comes into your office and says, that's my plan, I'll see you in seven years. <laughs> I'll leave the light on for you. What's our, what's our obligation to him? Well, to just say, like, well, it's your teeth, you do what you want? Or is it our obligation to explain to him? Oh, I would explain. Okay. I won't care what he chooses, but uh, I will have done my part of... of yeah, um, so I think it's our it's our responsibility to say, like, okay, I I certainly see and value your point of view. However, here are some things to keep in mind. Uh-huh. Time of having all the procedure done, discomfort, uh-huh. um, making some decision, you know, making some tough decisions on teeth that maybe don't need to go because that's the plan that you have in place. Um, having to do multiple prosthetics over your lifetime, multiple implants if, if one fails and, and you know, the six month maintenance that's going to be involved on cleaning a prosthetic uh-huh. hybrid. Um, so you missed a few variables in there, just FYI. And also we're not talking 20 K we're talking 40 K per arch. So, uh-huh. you know, what, what, you know, if you still want to do that, Hey, that's cool. What is our what is our responsibility to him as Reddit users? Do we <laughs> is is it our responsibility or do we have an no. ethical dilemma to to respond we, to this? Guy? I don't think we are obligated to respond to every single dental related question or comment okay. out there on the internet. That's too much. I feel like if you have to couch this by. The subject line being "Am I stupid?" <laughs> uh huh. Um. Yeah. That's. I, I don't. I'm. I'm a little torn because I definitely feel like this guy is sorely misguided. Well, the problem with the internet is is also might be a total ruse, and this guy isn't. He's just making shit up just to get a rise out of people. So you're 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 suggesting he might be a troll. It, it's just a possibility. It, this guy might be as dumb as, as we think he is, but he also might just be trying to stir shit up. And you just don't know. Okay. That's the internet. We can both agree that that he he has a liberty to make the worst decision if that's the decision he wants to make. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. I would agree with that. I think there are some people who would not agree with that. Really? Um, well, then they're stupid. He, yeah, well, I mean, I, 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 we see it on we see it on the group sometimes, uh-huh. where somebody will post an all on four or something like that, and then the fight is, could, you know, should this have been an all on four, and it turns into that debate, and it's right. like, you know, I, I don't know because I wasn't in the room discussing, yeah, the actual concerns of the patient with the actual expectations of the patient. I, I wasn't around for all that. Uh huh. And, and you can't tell that from a pano. No, no. And, and I've I've had it, I've been on both of them where a case where I think otherwise savable teeth, and um, there were enough issues going there where we, we went down that path of taking them. Um, but it wasn't without exploring alternatives and weighing all the risks. And 
and all that. Right. So, so I, I think my, I, you know, I love a good fight on Facebook <laughs> more than most. Yeah, you do. And I, that's a fight that I don't see jumping into very often because yeah. it's just like, I, I can't tell you, I, I wasn't involved in the decision-making process. So I don't know what the pain points were for the patient. I don't know. You know what? Uh-huh. And so I, I, it's not my obligation to go on every all in four post and say, oh, those looks, those are salvageable to me. Right. It's just not, that's not my, my role. So I, I feel that that's each and every person's own decision. Yeah, and you're on board sure. with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. I was listening to a podcast uh, talking about Lenny Bruce and his whole First Amendment um, fight and obscenity laws and everything. And, you know, I'm getting all riled up listening to him getting getting the shaft with, uh, with defending the First Amendment. So, yeah, it's a different time. Yeah. Definitely. But still, yeah, he 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 paved the way. Yeah, absolutely. If if Lenny Bruce wouldn't have fallen on the sword, uh-huh. you wouldn't have Ali Wong <laughs> who did. <laughs> Ali Wong did when when Detola and I went to the comedy store uh, back in January. Uh-huh. Ali Wong did a twenty minute set where she told one joke over and over and over and over, <laughs> trying to get the wording right on it. And huh. uh, that that joke was uh, it's Sardaw. She just she comes up. I mean, yeah, it'll okay. be in her next special, I'm sure. Okay. She she comes out on stage, and she just says, "Have you ever come across the face?" of someone who makes more money than you. And then she just like kept pounding that. Like, have you ever <laughs> shot baby batter across the <laughs> cheek of the voice of a generation? Like, and just like over and over and over and over. I mean, she probably did that just over and over and over different wording of that, uh-huh. like for 10 minutes. Um, yeah. So, you know, I wouldn't have, if it weren't for Lenny Bruce, I wouldn't have been yeah. able to go see that. Exactly. Exactly. And every time she said something like that, Mike looked at me and laughed because Andrew <laughs> makes more money than I do. So. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Let's look at I am or Liam Tuoe. Um, any other posts? Uh, he has a post in Comedy Heaven called Kurdish. And it looks like uh, Kurdish stand-up comedy videos. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a niche I don't know for you. Is, is that comedy <laughs> heaven? Um, yeah, he doesn't have a lot. He did he put a, a, a post in the subreddit of comedy necromancy. Ooh. Uh, which has the about of we transform bad memes into good ones and resurrect them from comedy graves. Since when are memes like considered a form of comedy? I mean, yeah. I get it, but like, I don't know, get on a stage like Ali Wong and spend 10 minutes going yeah. over the same joke over and over and over and over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He just posted like this bird cartoon um, with no, with nothing huh. else. And it, and it got no, wow. it got no comments. He got no action. So, um, Liam Tuo, he has 791 karma um, and just six posts. Huh. All right. But we will say he is stupid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, question two. Reddit user Scotty's Bastard says, <laughs> can I make my own fluoride rinse with toothpaste? 
Fluoride rents is hard to find and kind of expensive where I live. I had an idea to mix a full tube of toothpaste into some distilled water and shake it up. Not sure what kind of percentage fluoride I will get as toothpaste seems to be always in PPM. Will it be effective or just a foamy mess? Will it be effective, Lance? This whole DIY shit, sometimes it's done for you. Just take it. Lance, I think we're missing an opportunity here. If you put some CBD in this, though, can you resell it? (laughs) (laughs) Zing! (laughs) Zing! (laughs) I think this is like artisanal mouthwash. There you go. Super hipster. Some Bernie Sanders shit. From New Hampshire, Mont. Yes. <laughs> or whatever. Vermontshire. Or Vermontshire. <laughs> that, what's a super hipster flavor? Sriracha? Um, That's a pretty hipster flavor, right? Okay. Um, Sriracha? Chai? Yeah. Ta, cha, uh, like chai Chai tea? matcha sriracha <laughs> infused artisanal fluoride mouthwash. There you go. <laughs> That's some shit right there, Lance. And 10% CBD. Yeah, we can throw some CBD in it. Yeah, Fuck it, you're in Washington. Yeah. We could put THC in that bad boy. That's right. That's we can right. make this idiot really powerful. Oh, yeah. You know what I love about a uh, CBD xerostomia uh, treatment? Hmm. Tell me. Is every time I've gotten blazed 420, uh-huh. my mouth is drier than fucking sandpaper. True. True. Why are we putting CBD in <laughs> xerostomia treatments? What am I missing? Yeah, the THC. Is, is this like know. where... I, I'm trying to think of... Um, like making a diet plan, just being taking a laxative all the time. <laughs> like it doesn't really fix the problem. Right, right. Well, I, yeah, I... Is it just me that gets stupid, Probably. crazy dry mouth when I get oh, high? No, no. Oh, no, no. That's, that's everybody. Okay. So when I saw that, I was like, what are we doing here? <laughs> Does CBD work for anything? Uh, allegedly, it cures everything. But that's the thing. Anything yeah. that fixes everything fixes nothing. E- exactly. Exactly. I wouldn't use any CBD product. Now, like, get me a THC vape, and I will fucking suck on that like <laughs> Pamela Anderson on uh-huh. Tommy Lee Jones. Like, I am on it. But, like, I'm not using something that just has CBD in it. Right, right. That's the dumbest shit ever. It really is. It's, it's, I feel bad. It's like watching a car accident happen. Like, if you had the, the gift of premonition, and you, you just see what's happening, right? Like right Christopher in Walken in that movie. Yeah. Uh, um, what was that movie? The Dead, Dead Zone? Zone? Yeah. yeah. Where he just touched somebody's arm and like, see how they were going to die? Yeah, that oh, would fuck. suck. That would be awesome. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, But I can get... I, I cannot get behind CBD mouth spray for xerostomia. No. I can uh, get behind honey... Chai, latte, matcha, sriracha infused artisanal fluoride mouthwash. Right. Yeah. You know what this reminds me of? No. Do you remember what Tyler Durden did for a living? Made soap. He made soap. 
This seems like some Tyler Durden shit. Like in Fight Club Part Two, Tyler Durden's gonna be like making <laughs> his own making mouth artisanal mouthwash. Uh-huh. And that's it's gonna have a scene of him just squeezing a toothpaste tube <laughs> into a bottle and just sh- shaking it up. Like uh-huh. I don't think that would work first off. No, no. I, I just think you've you've I th- lost all maybe, properties. Maybe if you took if you put some distilled water and the tube of toothpaste and you put it in a ninja blender that you bought off the exhibit hall floor at a dental meeting, maybe that would blend it. Okay. Yeah. I Have you ever seen the ninja or no, it's not ninja. It's Vitamix. That's the one. Mm, okay. Have you ever seen the Vitamix booth at dental meetings? No. Oh my God. It kills me every time they put this Vitamix booth at, at some, at some of the bigger dental meetings and, and, they do the same shit where they like have the guy like doing classes on it when he has like the the mic on oh, and the yeah. little speakers, right? Uh-huh, right. And there's just always a group of people around just watching him make make whatever garbage he's whatever smoothie he's making with uh-huh, his Vitamix yeah. blender. And those things are like five hundred dollars. Jeez. And there's just idiot dentist after idiot dentist buying Vitamix blenders at the exhibit hall floor. Like, yeah. What are you doing? Why would you not buy this from like William Sonoma where you have a warranty on it? No, let's exactly. buy it from like the guy hawking it that you'll never see again. Uh-huh. And we'll give you no support. Yeah. Uh, dentists never cease to amaze me on their level of, yeah, stupidity. We're going to go with that. Yeah. So we're, we're talking, we, we both like the flavor of like a chai tea, matcha, uh-huh. sriracha For sure. mouthwash. Oh, yeah. Sign me up. I'm down for that. I think that could, that could be good. Oh, yeah. Because, like, the sriracha flavor is probably going to bring a little alcohol to the game, give you that little zing at the end that you need, like a like a Listerine kind of zing. Uh-huh. You've got, the, you've got the fluoride, obviously, that's doing what you need it to do. The chai, I feel like you could sell that's an antioxidant, right? Yeah. And yeah, the matcha sure. makes it all natural. For sure. How hard is it to get fluoride mouthwash? Am I missing something? Yeah, that was my original original thing was it's hard to find and kind of expensive. Where do you live? All right, so I'm just going on Amazon. And let's just put an act mouthwash. Yeah. Let's just see what comes up. Let's see if this is reasonable. I mean, with the coronavirus, it's, it's they've inflated, the, they're gouging the prices. Um... Act anti cavity fluoride mouthwash, mint flavored. Not, you know, we don't have chai latte, but mm, mint. Okay. Pack of three. So three times 18 ounces. Okay. So we're talking about almost 40 ounces. All righty. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's more than 40 ounces, right? A little, little more, yeah. I'm not good at math, Lance. <laughs> uh, that'd be 54 ounces. Because I was going to make a 40 ounces to freedom joke. Gotcha. Um, but obviously, gotcha. we're clearly above that. $10.77. Prime. Free delivery on Thursday. So, uh, free two-day delivery on this. Um, so, I don't feel like it's that hard to get. Yeah, unless Scotty's Bastard is living in Greenland or something, and they don't have Prime. They don't have Amazon. That could be the deal. Let's check out Scotty's Bastard. A lot more karma here. Um, mm. Wow, a lot of posts. Wow, Okay. This is an interesting turn. 
Um, a lot of posts in the subreddit of VHS. Oh, wow. So uh, here's a good one. Uh, yesterday's haul. Pumped to find the Road Warrior and both escape movies in one haul. Uh, so it's then linked to a picture that he has uh, of of uh, all these um, VHS movies that he's gotten, I'm assuming from some thrift store or something. So this bastard is buying VHS tapes but won't buy fluoride rinse? Right, exactly. That's exactly right. Now, do you want to go th- do you want to hear the movies that are in yesterday's haul? I don't know, do I? I think you might. Okay. The Road Warrior. Love it. I don't know anything about it. Who's in that? Mel Gibson. Is that is that like one of the Mad Max movies? Yeah, it was Mad Max Part 2. That's called Road Warrior? Uh-huh. I thought it was Beyond Thunderdome. That was number 3. Jesus. I had to tell you, Mad Max is a, um, yeah, Mad Max Part 2, The Road Warrior. Good pull, Lance. Yeah. I saw it on VHS. Um, yeah, you can, <laughs> this guy has it if you're interested. Uh, Stanley Kubrick's Full Metal Jacket. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think that's, uh, th- is that the one with uh, Sergeant Pyle? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Wolf. Bodine. Yeah. Yeah. Just a movie called Wolf. I don't know that one. I don't know that one either. I'm looking it up. It looks like maybe there was a movie in 1994 called The Wolf. Yeah, this has got to be it. Oh, it's got Jack Nicholson in it. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer and James Spader. Jesus. Huh. Richard Jenkins, Christopher Plummer, David Hyde Pierce. Wow. Ron Rifkin. Holy shit. I got to see this wolf. Yeah, I think I might have to watch this. <laughs> That's an all-star cast. Jack Nicholson, Michelle Pfeiffer, James Spader, Richard Jenkins. You would know Richard St- Jenkins. Um, he's uh, one of those guys. Like, oh, that guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was in Step Brothers. He was the, oh, uh, yeah. the he was the dad in Step Brothers. He was the, yeah. the, the goofy friend in the hall pass. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Christopher Plummer, um, who's another one of those guys. Yeah. who has been like in everything. Sound of music and yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, who else do we have? Oh, Ron Rifkin. Ron Rifkin is one of those guys that's been in everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ron Rifkin, you would know from... He was in L.A. Confidential. <laughs> he was one of those guys in L.A. Confidential. He was yeah. in Boiler Room. Um, mm. he's been in, he was, in a, he was a, in A Star is Born. He's just one of those guys. Look up Ron Rifkin. He's just one of those guys. You're just like, oh, that's Ron. I, didn't, I had no idea that was Ron Rifkin. That's Ron Rifkin. Um. I believe he was on Seinfeld, actually. Oh, this guy, yeah. I, I recognize him. Yeah, on Seinfeld. And... Yeah, he's on Alias. Yeah, he had to have been in Seinfeld. Let's see here. Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. I'm pretty sure this guy was on Seinfeld. Anyway, so he's one of those guys. Um... Let's see. Who else was in that? Was that all of them? That's still a pretty That's good, a good list. Yeah. lineup. Oh, David Hyde Pierce. Yeah. From Frasier. Yeah. Frasier's brother. Uh, was it Niles? Yeah, Niles Crane. Niles Crane. Yeah, yeah. Niles Crane. That's a that's a damn good lineup. Yeah. Um, sure. Apocalypse Now. Kind of goes with Full Metal Jacket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Escape from L.A. Okay. Kurt Russell. Yeah. Yeah. Escape from New York. As you should. Also Kurt Russell. Yeah. 
Yeah. Red Sonia. All right. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Bridget Nielsen. Yeah. The Shadow, which I don't know anything about. Let's that just one with that uh, Billy Zane? It does sound like a Billy Zane movie. Uh, I'm no, assuming a it's The Shadow in 1994. Yeah, that was, yeah. The, the Shadow yeah. has Alec Baldwin. Ah, uh, that's right. Penelope Ann Miller, Ian McKellen, Tim Curry. Wow. Some of these movies, Lance. Yeah. Got a nice um, This is like remembering Hollywood, guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Highlander 2, uh-huh. The Quickening. The Quickening, yeah. You also named no- one also- of our episodes that. Did I? <laughs> the Quickening. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. Funny. We'll have to ask Gina which one it was. <laughs> yeah, Gina could tell us. Yeah. I think it was like episode 69. Okay. <laughs> Highlander 2, The Quickening, has got... Um, who's that guy? Christopher Lambert, Sean yeah. Connery, Virginia Madsen, John C. McGinley, who you would know from Scrubs. Oh, yeah. Um, that's about it. Wow. That's crazy. Uh, and then he's got one more on here. The Tommy knockers, which I think had Michael J. Fox. I think uh, that's a Stephen King. No, Jimmy Smith. I'm sorry. Yeah. Tommy, uh, he was a, Michael J. Fox. The frighteners, the frighteners is what I'm thinking of. Yeah. yeah. The frighteners. That was a good um, one. I like that one. Jimmy Smith's Marg Helgenberger from, uh, CSI. Ah. Um, Tracy Lords. <laughs> uh, if you don't know who Tracy Lords is, just Google image search uh, Tracy Lords and uh, have fun with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that was yesterday's haul, Lance. That's a good haul. That is a good haul. Um, oh, all right. We're going to do one more haul just because I feel like we have to. Nothing crazy from my latest haul, but there's a few I'm excited about because I haven't seen them before. Uh, so let's see what we got here. <laughs> Uh, the big red one. I don't, I don't know what kind of VHS that is. I think that was a World War II film. Jaws two. All right, it's not Jaws one, but it's all still right. all right. Okay. Br- Braddock, missing in action two. I don't know anything about that movie. No. Prescient pick here. Outbreak with Dustin Hoffman. Aha. Uh-huh. Dustin Hoffman, Rene Russo, uh-huh. Kevin Spacey, Morgan Freeman. Really all-star cast. Yeah, yeah. The Devil's Brigade. I do not know that movie. It looks like it could be pretty old. Devil's Brigade, okay. Let's see. The Devil's Brigade. Let's see how old this bad boy is. 1968. Yeah, so that one's pretty old. There you go. Um, Bloodsport with Jean-Claude Van Damme. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Uh, Cujo. So this guy's a big Stephen King fan, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of Jean-Claude, did you ever see Jean-Claude Van uh, Johnson? (laughs) No. It's so funny. (laughs) I think it's an Amazon original. Okay, I'll check that. Is he in it? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, he, his acting career was a front for his CIA uh, escapades. Okay, that's it. I'll I'll buy that. I'll I'll buy that. So he's, is he in on the joke? Uh Uh-huh, totally. Okay, cool. Hilarious. Um, Backdraft, which I think... Pretty all-star cast in Backdraft, yeah, right? Yep. Kurt Russell. Uh, K- Kurt Russell. William Baldwin, which yeah. is the one you want if you're going to have a Baldwin. If you're going to have a Baldwin, go with Billy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Bobby De Niro. Of course. 
Donald Sutherland, Jennifer Jason Lee, Scott Glenn, Rebecca DeMornay, JT Walsh, another one of those guys. Yeah. That is in everything. That's uh that's a pretty good lineup too. Yeah. That's a pretty good starting nine. Um Quigley Down Under. <laughs> I'll give you a dollar if you can tell me who's in Quigley Down Under. Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck, baby. Yeah. That was a good show. Uh I've never seen it. Laura oh, yeah. Sangiacomo is the is the female lead yeah. in that one, it says. She looked good in that one. Alan Rickman, uh, Severus Snape is yeah. in uh, is he, in that. That was a uh, landowner, the bastard landowner. Ben Mendelsohn is in it. Ben mm. Mendelsohn was in Rogue One. He played uh, Krennic in Rogue One. Uh, another one of kind of those guys mm-hmm. um, who's kind of becoming a star now. Ben Mendelsohn, um, kind of a bit part. It looks like, yeah. Uh, and then last one. The Changeling, which I don't know anything about. No, I don't know. So uh, this guy's super into VHS, and he wants to make his own mouthwash. Yeah, well, that makes sense. I had no idea. Let, let's, I just have to see how many people are in this. 12,000 people in this VHS subreddit, Lance. Huh. Um, that's, I mean, there's other stuff, but that's the most interesting. Uh-huh. Is the VHS? Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't want to spend much time on it. <laughs> um, hey, share this with your friends. You got anybody who's into naming actors from the '80s and '90s <laughs> who you wouldn't know by name, but you would know if you saw their pictures? Um, tell them about the show. That's what we do here. Um, <laughs> rate and review us. Uh, Lance, what's your favorite number? A uh, big fan of five. I'm a big fan of five as well. Um, I think that's also Ron Rifkin's favorite number. He was telling me last time I saw him. Um, so we want to make sure we honor the great Ron Rifkin. As we should. Um, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play for flicking through Podbean, flick five stars. Hit us up on the web, workinginterferences.com. Hit us up on all the social bullshits. Facebook, Working Interferences with Josh and Lance. Funny shit for Dennis and dental team members. Um, Twitter at Winterferences, Instagram at Winterferences. Lance could be found on Instagram at DR Timmerman DMD. I can be found on Instagram at Joshua Austin DDS. Mash that follow button, please. Lance, do you have a song for us tonight? I do. I do. In honor of the concert, it's had to be keen. And so, gotta be keen. Gotta be keen. And, um, I don't know if I told you, I know, I think I did. So we're moving and, uh, packing up the house is it sucks and uh, holly's done a fantastic job of like just selling our stuff we came so many things we've sold you know whether it be a i trip. pitched you an idea for a segment and you were up and down you were not you were not positive on this idea for a segment no uh no the, the shit that i find <laughs> yeah it's just like shit you find in your house that yeah. has no reason to be there and yeah. it's funny yeah and there were sentimental things i mean i found uh brianna's little id bracelet when she was like in kindergarten on the bottom it says parents lance and holly and uh that's sweet it was it was pretty cool i had to take a picture and send it to her and everything and now we decided i mean the house is way too big we live outside about a half hour outside of seattle 45 minutes from seattle so it's just inconvenient we're always any chance we get we leave and so we're just never home and now that the kids are all graduating and leaving we're like shit let's just sell it and when we met with yeah. a realtor they said well the time to sell is right now we're like what so suddenly we have a pod in my driveway right now we've got some people that move stuff over we're moving into an apartment on thursday 
And so we have to put a bunch of the rest of the stuff in storage. And it's just a big freaking mess. So I thought I would do Keen's song, Everybody's Changing. Nice. I like it. I'm looking forward to hearing that one um, because I do like Keen. And I like you. I think they're better than Coldplay. Yeah. If you disagree, you're damn wrong. Yeah, That's just you. the deal. That's our show. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> For Lance Timmerman, I'm Josh Waston. Peace. Stay fresh, cheese bags.